You know, it's interesting. As the world around us keeps changing, the more skills are required from us. Sure, technology makes things easier, but this also multiplies our work. Not to mention that it creates the need for more specializations. And because of this, it has become hard to do things on our own. We are told to collaborate, but what does it really mean? Listen in to find out. Hi, I'm Day, and you're listening to the Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment. Today, we'll be talking about Collaborative Intelligence by Donna Markova and Angie MacArthur. So these days, we live in a shared economy. Basically, it's an economic model based on peer-to-peer relationships. And to make it into this type of market, we have to understand what teamwork and collaboration really means. Till today, school has taught and trained us to thrive in a market share economy, where value is really placed on things and success is measured in assets like cash and ownership. This is why in this type of environment, leaders try to impose total control over things, with them having a say over things, and it is assumed all the time, or most of the time, that they have superior knowledge in all aspects. On the other hand, the mindshare economy, wealth is all about relationships and ideas. The world evolves when people communicate and brainstorm together for a better output. This is why listening and exchanging ideas is of great importance. The reality is that we're living in a mix of these economies. The uncomfortable truth is that no matter what others say, success can be measured in both assets and value of exchanging ideas. And because of this, we have to adapt to both mentalities. The book mentions that in order to do this, collaboration and reaching out to others will open our minds to different perspectives and create a space for growth. This way, we thrive in the mindshare economy and naturally, it will help us with our outputs and performance for the market share economy. So to understand this further, let's talk about the three takeaways from this book. One, attention can be divided into three categories, all of which are valuable. Two, focus on your talents and mind patterns to improve communication. Three, understanding different cognitive styles in your team can improve communication between members. Okay, so let's dig in deeper. Let's talk about takeaway number one, attention. There are three types of attention and all have their pros and cons. Attention is just basically about who and what you notice and how you choose to regulate that information. It's a skill that we can develop, and it's usually based on our interests. The first type of attention is focused attention. It's concentrating on one thing and ignoring everything else. It's helpful in achieving a specific goal, but it's detrimental when we are ignoring everything else around us. Imagine your focus on your work that you are ignoring taking care of yourself or the people or things in your environment. The second type of attention is sorting. This is done when we go back and forth considering different variables. We usually shift our attention to internal, what we think about, and external, what we are absorbing. This is done when we are trying to form an opinion or decide on something. A good example of this is when you're trying to purchase something and a salesperson is giving you information. The last type of attention is open attention. Our focus is spread out and we get more creative since there are more options and information that is available to us. 
We access memories and images in our brains and create new ideas and thoughts. Usually, this is looking for solutions to a problem with a goal in mind. People call this thinking outside of the box. But don't forget to define the box first before you think out of it. So those were the three types of attention. But society has taught us that among these attention, the first one, the focused attention, is most productive. But in reality, it is knowing which one to use depending on the situation. Let's go to takeaway number two. Become aware of your mind patterns and strengths to better communicate with others. This is the cliche of everybody is unique in their own way. Yes, but it's a psychological fact. We all have different mind patterns and triggers, so we have to learn how to get the best out of them. Knowing that we are unique is one thing, but understanding and acting on it is what is important. Some find it helpful to walk while thinking. Others prefer music while working. People like me can't work with music playing. So identify which are the best ways to help you stay focused and understand things in detail. Then you will know exactly what environment you have to create for yourself to be at your optimum level. And because of this, understand that others won't want the same environment as you. This way, it will be much easier to adapt to certain conversations, meetings, and working sessions. And to make the best of them, try asking people which communication tools they find most helpful. And the third and last takeaway, improve team communication by leveraging cognitive skills. A high-performing team knows their team members, their strengths, and how to make the most out of them. A quick look to cognitive styles may help you realize your strengths and preferred ways of thinking. To find out, you first have to know that our brain is sectioned into two hemispheres, right and left, both having two quadrants of thinking. In the right hemisphere, we have our relational thinking, inclined towards feelings, teamwork, morale, and human connection. The second quadrant is all about innovation, anticipating the future, creating possibilities, and trying different strategies. On the other side, there is a clear preference for facts, data, numbers, and rational thinking in the left hemisphere. And there's a separate quadrant that focuses on procedural thinking, including operations, tactics, and step-by-step -step processes. And each human is associated with a cognitive style and natural inclination towards left or right. Understanding this may help you organize your team based on their sweet and blind spots and get the most out of each of them. And when things get boring and you want to put in some challenges, letting people work on their weak sides by getting the help of others who are the opposite can prove to be an exercise in personal growth for all the people that are involved. So what this book is really trying to say is that each person has a unique style of thinking, questioning, and approaching challenges. So to work together effectively, it's essential to understand your own ways of working and those of your teammates. Exploring the diversity of your group will greatly improve its ability to communicate and collaborate. And that was a quick summary on Collaborative Intelligence by Donna Markova and Angie MacArthur. Here's an actionable that you can work on today. Try creating a collaboration handbook for your team. Have each member of your team write a one-pager on their mind patterns, thinking talents, blind spots, cognitive styles, and anything else that helps them, like the ways they prefer to receive information and feedback. Then meet as a group to share and explain your findings, 
finally gathering them in a booklet for everyone. If you want a simple template for this, reach out to me on social media or email. You can visit lnk.bio slash d-a-e-l-e-e so that's link.bio slash daily to find all my information. I also placed it on this episode's description. Till the next episode, this was Day and thank you for listening to the Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment.